What is up, pals? Thank you so much for joining us for a very special Wednesday night show, which you guys know we we rarely ever do. The reason why we're doing it is because we are joined by two of our favorite creators right now, for sure, writing one of my favorite number ones of the year. We are talking to the creative team behind, two members of the creative team behind Duke. We have Joshua Williamson and Tom Riley joining us tonight. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. Fantastic. Awesome. So this is a conversation uh, that we've been looking to forward to for a while. Uh, Josh, you know, we we, we kind of linked up a little bit at New York yeah. Comic Con. Tyler and I were at the panel that you guys did yeah. for mm-hmm. the Energon universe and everything like that. So on our end, the excitement has been very high. We got to read Duke number one a little bit ahead of time. Thanks to Skybound for that. And I want to ask you right up front for both of you, mm-hmm. because I'm not a G.I. Joe fan. This is not something that has ever caught uh. me, right? What what is it about GI Joe that you love so much that you needed to get out with these stories that you're getting to tell here? You know, for me, I really love the characters. You know, I mean, I, I think you go back and you look at what I mean the world they built, but it really starts with the characters, right? You go back and you look at what Larry Hama built 40 years ago. You know, you you look at the stories he was telling, but the personalities he gave everybody. Right. Like it's so nutty. Like he took those original designs and he started adding the story and backstory and he made them all so unique, diverse, individual that it was something even as a kid, like every toy had so much identity, you know, and there was so much fun. And so then, you know, as a kid, because I was I was big into Jed Joe when I was a little kid, you know, like that was like my jam as a kid. So it's like I was in, you know the toys, the cartoon, and then all the vehicles. Like, it was just so much cool stuff. And so, for a long time, I had a notebook that I would just put G.I. Joe ideas into. And I did have a moment a long time ago of, like, if I ever did anything with G.I. Joe, this is what I would do. And I was filling this notebook up with all these different ideas. And when Skybound reached out to me, a large part of that conversation was, like, me telling them, like, well, here are things I was thinking about. And they were, like, we're thinking about things that are very similar. And so I got to, you know dive in and really do something really cool with all this stuff that I love. But I think that's really what it comes down to first is I really love the the characters. Like that's what made me, that's what really attracts me to it to this day. Like every time a new toy gets announced, it's like, yes, it's so cool. You know, just cause they're, they all have such, I don't know, like with every design, every different design that they come out with or every different toy, you can really see how much character goes into that design. And so that's the stuff that really draws me in the most, I think. Yeah. And uh, I think all the, the visual iconography of G.I. Joe is very cool. All the vehicles mm-hmm. look awesome. The Cobra rogues gallery, maybe one of the greatest designed rogues galleries of all time. Yeah. Very no, cool sure. looking characters. Um, Snake Eyes, obviously. Iconic look. In terms of, though, on the spectrum of super fan to you, not a fan, I'm probably somewhere closer to you. I'm in the middle somewhere. My experience with G.I. Joe was not super deep when I was a kid. I had the toys. I think every kid, whether they knew it or not, probably had a G.I. Joe toy at some point. I've seen the Channing Tatum movies, the live action ones. And then um, that is about it for my exposure to G.I. Joe stuff. I know a lot about the characters just from being like a comic book person, being in that kind of space a lot. So I'm not uninitiated totally but as far as this being a new take 
on those characters, I it might be fitting that I don't have so much exposure to this stuff so I can maybe do more of an unbiased new take than someone who's super in deep and wants to keep things like more traditional uh, traditionally G.I. Joe that sort of stuff I I gotta say um, and then Tyler I want you to, to jump in um, Duke knocked me off my feet oh, because I so I didn't know I like okay Transformers is great like I love Transformers and stuff like that but GI Joe I just didn't have an affinity for so I'm like okay how do you make these two things connect together right and I'm definitely mm-hmm. not going to spoil anything from the issue but the the pivot the way you guys decided to go with you know how the how the connection is made was so brilliant it's so compelling it turns Duke, who I don't know, I don't have a history with the character, into someone who is sort of like my way in, I guess, to all of this stuff that's happening. And it felt so cool. That was the that's thing that came across. It's so cool. Yeah, I mean, you hit it. I mean, that's it right there where it's like, we want to use Duke as you. Like, we want to use them as the point of view being in Brian of this world because he's bringing, he's being Brian of this world, right? Like, you know, you look at what's been going on with Transformers and, and a big part of this is like, we're taking these two worlds, right? And we're smashing them together, but we're smashing them together at ground zero at the beginning instead of like later on when they're established, we're doing it now. But if you're doing that, that means those characters have to react to those changes. And for someone like Duke, you know, I want to introduce you to who Duke is, but then also now how he's been changed because of Transformers, you know? It's like, and, and that allows you to kind of get to learn who he is Right. You get to learn a bit about who Duke is, but also, again, we get to use him to kind of be that like guide for you into the Energon universe. And that was something for me it really early on. I asked Skybound. I was like, OK, it was funny because I was like, who is this for? Is this for diehard G.I. Joe fans or is it for new people? And they were like, yes, it's <laughs> like it's for both. I'm like, All right. OK. And I have a lot of experience with that, with working on D.C. stuff where it's like, you know, you want to be respectful of what's come before and use that mythology but you got to make sure it's successful for somebody you know like that there's that saying of like every comic is somebody's first right like potentially so with this it was like i had to approach it from that and so that was the way to do it was to be like no no, let's use you like let him go on that journey that the reader is going to be going on too and the other thing like gi joe is that like yeah the toys are a big deal but the comics Mm -hmm. have so much history in terms of like gi joe comics yeah. So yep. when you're because when you're specifically doing GI Joe comic books, how do you decide what you want to kind of bring in? You know, from like the real famous Larry Hama stuff, yeah. and how to also like do new stuff because you're you know playing with the toy box quite literally because now Transformers are in here. Um, how do you decide where to kind of, I guess, uh, uh, synergize the two? Well, you know, with this, it's a couple of things. But like, it's important to us because this doesn't read like toy a toy line um, adaptation. You know, it's its own story, it's its own universe. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I was um, uh, more into the cartoon of the toys, right? Like that was my thing for Judge. I was a cartoon of the toys. And when I was in college, I met a guy who was very like, "Fuck the cartoon! It's all about the comics." And I was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, because you're a kid, you're like, that's blasphemy. And he's like, no, you don't understand. 
And I started reading um, the comics because Marvel was re-releasing them in these like big compendiums that had like J. Scott Campbell covers back around the, the, around the same time as the Devil's Due era. And so they started re-releasing those and I started reading them and I'm like, holy crap, these comics are really good. It was like just really good comic books. Like that first issue is, is great. And so for me, when it came time to like, you know, there, there was the fan part of me that was approaching it from the fan part. And I was, when I was, that was my notebook was the fan part. But once I got the job, then it became about cherry picking. It was like, okay, what parts of the comics do I really like? What parts of the cartoons do I really like? What are some things, the toys? Uh, when it comes to some of the synergy right now, because of the toy line, you know, what we've been doing is, and I, we said this before I interviewed earlier, but one of the things we've been doing is, is that like, we're taking the classified toy designs, right? Because right now there, there is kind of a resurgence of interest in G.I. Joe, not just because of some of the stuff that happened with the Transformers movie, but because Hasbro, a few years ago, they started releasing this new G.I. Joe toy line called Classified. And those toys are dope. Like they're, they're great, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 we were saying before, uh, this morning, my his tank came in the mail. It's right here. I haven't opened it yet. Yeah, has like there. Yeah, the has lab. Yeah, it's right here, dude. I just got yeah. in the mail. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I got a bunch of Jojos on my desk. You know, like it's something that uh, it really has built this thing up. But for us, we took some of those designs. Those designs are so iconic. Like the designs they've been using for classified, I think, are really great designs. But then what Tom has been really great about doing is he takes some of those designs. And he's pulling them into, into the world that we're building. And he's also throwing our story on top. You know, so it's like you look at what Duke looks like in this. There isn't a toy that looks like the way Duke looks in the book. Right. Like we don't have that. But in the beginning, that look that he has on the cover, that is the classified design. There's a couple of tweaks, but it's classified. But then we take it and we put our spin on it. And that's sort of what we've been doing with the book. I mean, it's funny, like, because, yeah, I have all those classified toys. And, and so for me, there's a part of me that does want to like, every time they announce a new toy, I'm like, I want to put that in the book. Like, how can I put that in the book? But <laughs> we, we try to be patient with it. But at the same time, I don't want to just copy that. Like, we want to make sure that like, we're doing our own spin on, on everything that we're doing. So, you know, it's like when you come out of any property, stuff gets complicated. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, you're coming into this world, it has a massive fandom. It has, it has its own parents, its own protectors. And then you're kind of being brought into it and you're being handed this thing to take care of for a little bit and you want to take care of it. But at the same time, you want to try to do your own thing with it. And so it gets, you know, it's a lot of conversations, a lot of planning, but at the end of the day, it's a lot of fun. Well, Tom, I got to figure for you, it's got to be a ton of fun too, because, and a lot of responsibility on some level, because, you know, GI Joe does have such a fervent fan base um, and you're charting a new course from a visual standpoint for this franchise that is so beloved. So like you're in a way a caretaker of these characters. And so what's it been like for you to respect the past, but also, you know, chart this new course from a visual standpoint? Um, it has been, as I've said many times today, a fun challenge. Um, what you consider the past that sort of visual iconography of G.I. Joe is technically the future of this new sort of storyline. So a lot of that stuff that exists and has existed for a long time might not exist right now at this point in time. So I don't really get to play with all the toys. I have to kind of pick and choose like Josh does things that I reference and use as like visual inspiration 
Um, but it has allowed me to come up with a lot of cool original designs that do not exist in toy form or in show form, movie form. Um, and Hasbro has been very cool, very open about me coming up with original stuff that has not existed before because they could easily just tell me to draw everything the way it looks on the box. And it all looks very cool. So I would have no problem doing that. I do for a couple characters just use the toy design because they make sense story-wise mm -hmm. and they're very cool looking. And it's less work yeah. on my end to have to come up with an original <laughs> look. And maybe yeah. I need to save some time. But uh, there are some things that I come up with that are totally original. And I'm not just trying to get an action figure made or anything. They fit the story. They fit the yeah. story, and it makes <laughs> it makes sense why these things look the way they do. But it'd be cool, um, right? Oh, yeah. of course, it would always be cool. <laughs> We've That's, talked about this a lot because there's like yeah. two designs, two particulars. There's a lot in there, but there's two designs in particular that, that Tom created that are like redesigns on characters that I'm like, they have to make these. Like they're so cool, they have to make it them. Would be cool if there's a Mount Rushmore of toys. GI Joe is on there. Yeah, so it would, be, it would be an honor to have a G.I. Joe action figure. Throw that on yeah. the resume. That'd be pretty sweet. But that is not the intent of the design process for this. It is all pretty much story narrative oriented. And it, I've been lucky, I guess, that Hasbro has been receptive to to new stuff. It's been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say, um, you know, really your art over the last couple of years has been amazing. Uh, I have loved, loved all the Marvel stuff nice. and you being on Duke is so cool because it's like, you're, you're, you're doing all the cool stuff, right? There's the cool poses and the action sequences are outstanding, but there's also the humanity in Duke's yeah. face and in what he's experienced and what he's processing and going through. And I love how you're bringing that balance. And I think that for me, as someone who's not been exposed really to GI Joe before, that's what I need, right? I need the mm -hmm. emotional hook as much as I want the cool hook as well. So you're both doing great jobs on that part. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Thank I'm really glad you liked the first issue. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy to see a lot of people hopping on the Tom Riley train too. You know, <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I, got, I, I had you do this yeah. uh, Mystique Sabretooth commission a couple years back in your Comic Con, so I remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. very awesome. awesome. I so, it's, so, it's up on my wall, my Marvel villains wall. So I'm I'm, like, I'm a fan, if I can fanboy for uh, a moment. Yeah, Tom and I we started talking about working together. We were going to do a creator own thing back in I think it was 2020, right? Like we it had was talked 2020. About it was with the pencils down, everything, everything yeah. kind of ground to a halt so we had been talking about creator own book then and then you know i got really busy with dc stuff and you got really busy with marvel and then about a year ago somewhere around then like early this year uh robert actually brought tom up robert was like there's this artist his name is tom riley and we think he should do it and i was like i don't know tom yeah yeah let's go and, and uh we started talking about it so it was probably we've had this conversation a lot today but it's like it was probably like six months before they actually reached out to tom we have been talking about it and it was like Tom and I actually met at New York Comic Con again last year and we walked Artist Alley and we were just talking about what we were going to do next and we both knew we were going to try to work together this mm -hmm. year and so it started to come together with the Night Terror Superman story we did for two issues but then in the middle of that like I knew too it was funny like I knew Tom's schedule because of everything that when yeah. we got closer and closer to Skyrim reaching out to Tom I was like I think he'll say yes I think the schedule will work out and then it just did and then 
And then Tom totally killed it. Like every page is is so awesome. I'm glad that you know Tom is getting the love right now because he definitely have earned it. Like it's it's really cool. All these pages are so damn cool. And I'm glad Josh knew my schedule. I've been saying today that <laughs> probably 50, maybe even more than 50 percent of making a comic book is is timing, schedule, schedules yeah. aligning and stuff. If they'd reached out to me six months before they did, I probably would not be on the book. Wow. Because I was yeah, busy, I was busy with other stuff, and I would have had to turn it down, which is always a horrible feeling to have to turn down something you want to do. Yeah, because you're working on something else that you also want to do. I guess it's not a bad problem to have, but right. it sucks when you have to uh, do that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's extra sweet when it lines up with someone you want to work with, and everything kind of clicks into place. Because it that does not happen as much as you'd like it to. Uh, mm -hmm. with this job well timing is everything and we don't have much time left I just wanted to fit in a couple of questions from the listeners who were very excited that you guys were joining yeah. us uh, so Tyler do you want to hit the first one grab the first one real quick if you can Sean yeah, okay sure so uh, this is from Atomic Hound longtime comics reader but not a Transformer G.I. Joe reader until now how exciting is it from a creative standpoint to be involved in something that already feels like a huge success it seems to have a very high ceiling it's awesome I mean it's, the pressure is still there though you know the pressure never goes away like because it, it's funny once you get that bigger ceiling all it means is the pressure kind of increases in a weird way uh, mm -hmm. but it's been awesome so far like I'm, I'm just really happy that you know, we're putting a lot of love into this and people are, are responding to that love. Like, I, I, that's that's really, really exciting. Yeah, there's pressure. You don't want to be the first thing to be bad, I guess. Yeah, God. If oh, it's considered it's a success, you want to continue like, that success and you do whatever you can to to do so. Yeah. yeah, and Daniel's work on Transformers is so good. It's like you want to try to live up to that bar that he is yeah. setting. Yeah. Lorenzo's work is incredible. Yeah. Robert's work, yeah. incredible, obviously. So it's... Yeah. It's a great stable of creators. It's an honor to be a part of it and to try and keep upholding the quality that it has had thus far. Yeah, you guys are doing that. Uh, can we get that last question, Tyler, before we let them go? Yeah, so a, a yeah. fan of the show, um, uh, this would be, uh, hold on, it's breaking here for me. Uh, uh, I got it, I got yeah. it. Uh, Joel Justice said, uh, what will make Duke worth reading month to month? Uh, what makes it exciting? Um, and also that he's a very big fan of your Flash run, and he is forever grateful oh. for saying that to you. Oh, I'm super grateful too that uh, you enjoyed my Flash run. Like I always hear, I always, I always think like I live in a bubble. A lot of times, I have no idea what happens outside that bubble. So it's always good to hear hear that kind of stuff. Um, so thank you. Uh, for me with Duke, you know, I think if you're looking for a really fun, like if you like Flash, I, I'm asking what it comes down to. Like if you like Flash, I think you'll like Duke. You know, it's big storytelling. It's very character based with this, you know, where, where it's a very like Duke and Barry have a lot in common, actually. And so I do feel like if you like the Flash run, I think you'll, you'll like this. But it's a very action packed, you know, uh, espionage thriller comic book, but a part of a much bigger universe. And that's how I always see Barry. Barry is obviously the heart of a bigger universe. And I think Duke is that way, too. I love that answer. Duke. Go pick it up. It's fantastic. Uh, I can't sing the praises of this book enough. It's so much fun. Whether you're a G.I. Joe fan of old or new, this is definitely the time to jump on board, and I'm so glad I did. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I have to go Thank make you food. Very much. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining us. <laughs>
Thank you guys again. We should we should definitely talk again. Absolutely. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thank you.